We are taking our reading from the First Chronicles, chapter 29, sorry. verses 10 to 12. David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly, saying, Praise be to you, Lord, the God of our father Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory, and the majesty, and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a glorious day indeed. Let us pray. Almighty God, to you be the praise, to you be the glory. It is a privilege to always gather as a body to exalt your name, to worship you, to listen to your word, to dance to your glory, and to bring our substance to you to see one another and know that even though we are from different areas, different parts of the country and different upbringing and different backgrounds, educational backgrounds, we can be one because of you. Thank you. We have one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one spirit that leads us to worship you. And so today, Lord, even as we've come to hear your word, Lord, I pray that you let understanding be our portion and that, Lord, we would desire, desire to carry out what you reveal to us. I thank you and I bless your holy name. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen. And on that note, I say shalom to us all. I have one aim. And one aim alone. And that aim is that you will understand what the word of God would have us know today. And that this understanding would be enough for you to respond positively to the word of God that will come. And today, we are going to talk about giving it all and giving it well. And before I delve into that, just one minute. I want you. I hope you have paper with you. Take a pen. And this one, it will be for your eyes only. Your wife, your spouse can look at it. But if you are afraid to let your spouse see it, what you are going to write, then my brother, you have a problem. <laughs> my sister, you have a problem. I want you to write, uh, just take a moment, not unless it's, yours is so long, you will need five minutes, but I doubt you will need two minutes, three minutes. Just write your bank account, your bank account. I said account, but you may have accounts. Just write one. For me, I'm absa. One. So one, and then star, 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 star. 8232, that's mine. So write one. Where you, wherever your bank account is, just write it. Just write your bank account. Or accounts. If you have a hidden account, you don't want your spouse to see you're in trouble. <laughs> Do you have a bank account? Just write it. You know your account. APSA, Stanchart, Ecobank. Those that you can remember. If you have one in the United States, write that one too. Pastor Kinsley, your laughter tells me you have some serious accounts. Ah, oh, okay. Dubai, oh, I see, wow. 
young ones here, if you don't have a bank account, no problem. But in the house, do you have a little Milo can eh? with a hole at the top, and that's where you put your, a little money in your piggy bank? Just write, account, home. One extra minute. We'll use that in the course of the sermon. But write it down. If you have and you are not willing to write, then I'm telling you, pride is at work. All right. Thank you. If in the course of the sermon you remember one that you haven't put down, please just go ahead and put it down. Thank you. So we are talking about giving it well, giving it all and giving it well. Uh, if you don't mind, please let me finish reading the scripture because this forms part of what I'm going to say. Um, we ended at verse 12, but let's carry on to 20. So 1 Chronicles chapter 29, uh, continuing from verse 13 to 20. Now... Our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your hand. We are aliens and strangers in your sight, as were all our forefathers. Our days on earth are like a shadow without hope. Oh, Lord our God, as for all this abundance that we have provided for building you a temple for your holy name, it comes from your hand and all of it belongs to you. I know, my God, that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity. All these things have I given willfully, willingly, and with honest intent. And now I have seen with joy how willingly your people who are here have given to you. Oh, Lord, God of our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, keep this desire in the hearts of your people forever and keep their hearts loyal to you and give my son Solomon the wholehearted devotion to keep your commands, requirements, and decrees and to do everything to build the palatial structure for which I have provided. When David said, then David said to the whole assembly, praise the Lord your God. So they all praised the Lord, the God of their fathers. They bowed low and fell prostrate before the Lord and the King. Amen. Hallelujah. So when we talk about giving it all, uh, we, can, we, we, we can be talking about giving um, all our time. If you can go back to the previous slide, please. Giving it all, giving it well, can be giving our time well. Giving all our time, giving it well. It's time, it is um, things, like gifts that we give to people, uh, the blessings we bring people's way. Give, giving can mean all those things. But today, we choose to talk about giving with regards to money, our finances. So, yes, maybe another time we can talk about giving our time or, and giving gifts. Uh, so, actually, whatever we do, we are supposed to do it well. And so Paul says, whether you eat or you drink, do it all to the glory of God. So if you are a committee member and you've been elected to be a committee in the, uh, to be part of the committee, executive of the committee in the church, and you don't give it your all, and you don't do it well, there's a problem. So that translates into all uh, spheres of our life. But like I said today, 
we are focusing on our finances, giving it all and giving it well. A little background, just a brief background, building the first temple. And you know the children of Israel came through uh, the wilderness and there they had a tent and in Exodus 25, God talks to the people and says, you bring your gold, bring your silver, bring this, bring that. And you're going to build for me a tabernacle. And in that tabernacle, I'll come and I'll stay there and I'll meet with you. And I want to be your God and you will be my people. That's God's heart's desire. And so now they have come into their land, into their promised land. And David had this, this burning desire to build a temple for the Lord so that the ark can rest there. So that they would have this uh, communication going on with God. And God will come in there and there God's presence will be and we would lead his people. And so the things that needed were needed for the temple. He wanted to bring them and he wanted to build. But God said, because of the blood on his hands, David, you cannot build for me. It must be your son. And that is one thing that always amazes me. Because when the desire is in your heart to do something and God says, no, not you, but somebody else, how do you respond? And we see that David responded well. He did not say, because I'm not going to build it, I'm not the one going to build it, I won't give. No. And so as we read, he brought all those things to help build the temple. And the people brought their gold. He brought gold. He brought silver. He brought all the tre uh, treasures, his own personal treasures. He gave from his own coffers. And the people of Israel gave from their pockets, from their coffers, families and families. Leadership gave. And the regular people gave. And when it was all said and done, David then praises God. And that is the section that we read from 10 to 20. It's his prayer. And in his prayer, he says so many things. And these are the things we are going to look at. If you and I are going to give all, and if we are going to give well, then we have to see what it was that made them give so well. What is the secret behind this record giving? What made it possible for David and his people to give it all and give it well? What was the secret? And this, we are going to look at a few things. Then, first of all, they knew to whom they were giving. They knew to whom they were giving. It was the king who said, bring, give. It was the king who said it. But when they brought their substance, when they brought their gold, when they brought their wealth, they, were, they did not bring it to David. It was not to the king, though he was the one who asked that they bring it. They knew to whom they were giving. They knew that they were giving it to God. I will take us back to chapter 29, verse 1. Please, look with me. Then King David said to the whole assembly, my son Solomon, the one whom God has chosen, is young and inexperienced. The task is great because this palatial structure is not for man, but for the Lord God. So anything and everything that we do, we must have this at the back of our minds, that this structure we are building is not to any person. It's not to me, your king. But it is to God. And in the same way, when the senior pastor stands here and he says, this is what we are doing. This is the structure that we are building. This is what we need. This is what we are doing. When we bring our substance, when I bring my money, it is not to senior pastor I'm bringing my money. It is not to senior pastor I'm bringing my money. It is to God that I should bring my money. Hallelujah. And that makes a difference. So if the WhatsApp uh, things that are going around saying that me, why should I, I, I don't bring my money to the, uh, some pastor will chop it. 
well, at least I know that in Baptist circles, our system is so different. Our system is so different. How many churches do you know have business meetings? And that is where a, con a congregant can ask questions, can look at the budget, can look at this line, can say this, and can ask us to account for this money and that money and that money. And when something is not well, you have the right as a Baptist minister, because we are all ministers, that's what Baptists we believe. You can speak to it, and you can hold the senior pastor accountable. Hallelujah. I don't say my hallelujahs by heart. So, David said, bring it. It's not to me you, you, you are bringing it. It is to God. So when you have that mentality, and when I have that mentality, when I come and I bring my offering, I know that this is to God, not to senior pastor, and certainly not to his wife. She has her own means of making her money. So when she's dressed well, it isn't because of my offering. And if I should tell you how much we make, me with all my doctor and what? Nothing to write home about. It is not to, hey man, the task is great because it is, the structure is for God. And then look at verse 2. This one, I love it. It is in verse 2, it is in verse 3. And verse 2, this is what David says. With all my resources, I have provided for the temple of my God. The temple of my God. Personal, personalized it. Can I personalize it and say, I gave to my church, my church, my church, and not just my church, my God. We go beyond my church to my God. I gave to my God. Gold for gold work, silver for silver. And then look at verse 3. Besides, in my devotion to the temple of my God, all right, now I now give my personal treasures and gold and silver for the temple of my God. In one verse, my God, my God, my God. So you can see that David knows his God. My God, I'm giving to my God. I am not giving to the deacons. I am not giving to the senior pastor as much as I care for him, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, senior pastor. David, that we may have this attitude of David will be great, will be magnificent. So when we give to the church, to, which, to, uh, whom, to whom are we giving? Do you think you are giving to the senior pastor? I'm not belaboring the point. I'm just making sure that we note it and note it well. And then secondly, they recognize the originator of their wealth, verse 12. Look with me to verse 12. The originator of their wealth. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all the things. So even the tithes that I'm bringing, the offering that I'm giving, the thanksgiving offering that I'm bringing, the project offering that I'm bringing, the Jesus table, Christmas table, that the offering that I'm bringing, everything that I'm bringing is from you, God, is from you, God, is from you, God, is from you, God, says David. And you must understand that. And I must understand that. So to recognize the originator, in other words, the source of your wealth. If you think it is from you, eh, <laughs> then you are going to say, ah, this. No, 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 it's not to God, it's me. 
Well, be careful. Just be careful. And then thirdly, they recognized who the true owner of their possessions and wealth were. Now, it is one thing to say that you recognize the originator, the source. And it is another to say, I recognize who the true owner is. In other words, the monies that I have, the wealth that I have acquired, the homes that I have, the cars that I have, the lands that I have, the way my business is going, the way it is booming, it has nothing to do with me. He is the one who gave me the strength. He is the one who has established the work of my hands. And to tell you the truth, the money is all his. And I am a steward of it. That is what David was saying, and that's what they understood. And because of that, they could give. And then fourthly, they were able to give willingly and with integrity. Willingly. Willingly. Nobody coerced them. It was not an obligation. It was a joy. Obligation means that I have to do it, so I'm doing it. You see me, yeah, me, yeah. Bring your tithe. Uh, senior pastor brought it. No joy. Senior pastor, that's for you today, dear. Your name I've been mentioning. Is it an obligation? Is your giving an obligation? Or is it joy? If it is to senior pastor, it's going to be an obligation. But if it is God, it's going to be joy. Saying, thank you, Lord, for the health. Thank you, Lord, for making my, 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 my business expand. Thank you, Lord, for all the things you brought my way. Thank you, Lord, for all the things, the covenants you've made with me. Thank you, thank you for the businesses that you gave, brought my way that now I have. The joy, the joy, the joy, the joy. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't see senior pastor. Senior pastor didn't give me the strength to do. No, no, no. God did. God did. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, not obligation. It's the same way if you think you're a wife. Obligations. You fulfill your... No joy. Ah. Forget. And with integrity... Integrity means that from your heart, pepe, 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 pepe. So don't come and tell me you make 1,000 one Ghana CDs and your, uh, your tithe is 100 and you bring uh, 70 and you tell me, you tell the church, this is your tithe. And you know, you know that you have understated. You have understated. And when a few times I've talked to people, they say, no, no, you see, if I put there, that I make, I, I, I give my tithe 100 Ghana. They will think that I make, they will know that I make 1,000. And 1,000, senior pastor will hand me, they know I'm rich. So they'll come to me. They'll come to me. So you see, I understate it. That is not integrity. It is not integrity. Hey! And it says there, in verse 17, it says, God tests the heart. So anytime you are bringing your tithe and your offering, it's, a, it's an opportunity for God to test your heart. For God to test your heart. The question is, are you passing or you are failing? Well, don't, underest don't underestimate God. Remember, God is testing you. Each time you are giving, God is testing you. Nobody will know. And you see, in the Baptist circumstances, not unless senior pastor wants to go and pick everybody's head. No, no, no. He wouldn't know. Unless something happens. Unless something happens. And then faith. They are given as worship. They are giving as worship a holy exercise. What do you mean? Look at uh, verse 5b of 29. 5b of 29. After David has said all those things and asked them to come, he says, 
Now, who is willing to consecrate himself today to the Lord? Consecrate yourself. Consecrate, make yourself holy. Consecrate, who is willing? Who is willing to consecrate himself? You and I want to be holy, holy, holy. He says one of the ways you can show you are holy is by your giving. Willing to consecrate himself. Today, who is willing to consecrate himself and bring of their substance? Hmm. And bring of their substance. And then they recognized that they were transients, that this world was not in their home. They recognized they are transients. They are just passing through. This world is not their home. Hmm? This world is not their home. They are just recognized. And if you can recognize this, if you know it, if you can believe it, <laughs> you are gone. That this world is not your home. Hey! This world is not my home. So I can bet I'm just the money. passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel, feel at home in this, in this world. world anymore. No. Heaven's not my home, then Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. I have a loving mother just over in Glory Land, and I don't expect to stop until I shake her hand. Transience, you are passing through, you are passing through. And give. We want to know the secret, that's their secret. And then, like First Peter 2:11, friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in this world. So let's get that mentality. So, any comments from Jesus on the matter? He said. Do not store for yourself treasures on earth. Why? Why? Because it says when you store treasures for yourself on earth, it will be eaten by moths, where moths and things can come and eat, and where thieves can come and, and break in and steal them. Don't store for yourself treasures on earth. 
So if we are not to store for ourselves treasures on earth, where then should we store? Where then should we store our treasures? He says, store up your treasures in heaven. Why? Because there, moths cannot come and eat. Ah, but treasures. So what kind of treasures? The same treasures on earth moths will eat. Ah, but I can't take them with me. So what kind of treasures are we talking about? What kind of treasures are we talking about? Why? When we are able to grasp this truth, that we should not store our treasures here on earth. And when we are able to understand why, and we get the full import of this, then no one will talk plenty to get you and I to continually give it all. And give well. Nobody will talk plenty. Just imagine that. So how is that? How is that? Why? Why is that? Philippians chapter 4, verse uh, 17. Verse 17. Not that I'm looking for a gift, but I'm looking for what may be credited to your account. Credited to your account. And Jesus is saying, your treasures should be stored in heaven and not on earth. My helpers, If you can get it, if you can get it, that your home is not your home. The lands that you have are not your lands. The monies you have in your bank account actually are not yours. Actually, is it good English? It's not yours or are yours? I don't know. Well, it's one of them. Not yours. The thing about it is, lift up your hands. This is supposed to be uh, Adam and Eve to end of life. But you see, you are here somewhere. The end of life, anytime you come here, is death. We are living here. But you see, when death comes, there are one or two places you can go. You are either, when you die, going to hell. You are either going to hell. Eternity. This is eternity. There's no end to it. And this one is eternal death. But you see, when in this life, you make Jesus your Lord and Savior, he gives you eternal life. You say, Jesus, I recognize that you are the son of God. And you came to die for me. And to give me eternal life. Take away my sins. By the blood that you shed on Calvary, you've given me eternal life. And as a result, a death. A death, eternal life. Eternal life, eternal life, eternal life. There's no end. It can go out to Dubai, uh, Pastor Kinsley's uh, bank account, please. Go. Eternal life, eternal life. Question is, which way are you going? Which way are you going? And Jesus is saying, do not store treasures here, because here, a moth will eat them. Whatever you have here, you can't take here. You see, for the currency, this is eternal life, heaven. The money we chop there is not CD. The money we chop there is not dollar. Your home won't fit here. The lands are not going to do anything here. You see, so when you're traveling to America, you can't use your CD and go to Walmart and you, you buy stuff and you give them 100 Ghana CD. They'll say, what is this? We don't chop that money here. Right or wrong? Right. 
So God is saying, somebody help me lift this up for me. Right. And what is God saying? Jesus is saying, do not stand for yourself treasures on earth when both will come and steal. But stand for yourself here. So he didn't say don't store treasures for yourself. He didn't say that. He says store treasures for yourself. But where you store the treasure, that is where the problem is. If you store it here on earth, most will steal it. You will die. Nobody, you won't take it with you. You can't take the lands with you. You can't take the houses with you. You can't take the cars with you. You can't take the money in your bank account with you. So, store up treasures. So he's saying this. When you give your tithe and you give it well, eh, it is this. You are storing your account. This is your account. Hey, this is my account. Hey, question is, are you building this account? Are you building this account? If on the paper you wrote your account numbers and the banks, if we can all stand up for a moment. On your account, I'm sure you have Echo Bank, Barclays Bank, and all that. If on your list, and you are going to be honest with yourself, if you have written there, Bank of Heaven, stand up, the rest of us sit. If on your slip, I asked you in the beginning, write your account. If you have on the Bank of Heaven, remain standing. In other words, the slip of paper, do you have on there? You have Ecobank. You have APSA. You have Fidelity. But you forgot to put Bank of Heaven there. It must be the first thing you put there. Your Bank of Heaven. Hey, so me, I'm making sure, I'm making sure, I'm making sure that the ties I bring, I'm storing, Dora, store up treasures for yourself in heaven. In heaven, don't store it here. As for this place, when you die, you can't take it. Oh, Father. So, when I was sick, all those who came, they, they visited me. They gave me money. Not that I don't have money. They said, oh, I'm sure you have drugs to buy. Go and buy them. Here is something. Doing good, they are storing up treasures for themselves in heaven. Oh, a church member, you can see, you can see that they are in need. You don't, you, you are blessed to be a blessing. You bless that church member. There you go, there you go. Storing up treasures for yourself. And then a son of mine went and got pregnant, not married. And he comes to tell me, I ask, forgive me. I said, if God has forgiven you, I blasted him small. And then I said, and I said, okay, if God has forgiven you. But now, you are staying with your brothers and your mother and your father in a one-room house, a one-room apartment in Tema. Nowhere to go. Your wife is pregnant. The parents say they don't want her anymore. She's not your responsibility. Comes to me, said, Reverend Dora, I said, well, you made your own mess. You have to go and lie in it. Then the Holy Spirit speaks to me and says, Dora, if this was your biological son, what would you do? What would you do? Oh, oh, Father, Father, didn't you say that your ministry is to help people, women like this, young girls like this? So where's put your money where your mouth is? And I said, oh, but to get a two-year, two-year rent, Father, I, I, the ministry will give a little, but then the rest I will have to give. After I've given it to him, I'll be left with only 200. Oh, Father. And, and he would think that me, I'm rich, but God, you know I'm not rich. So if I give it to him, he will always come. He said, that is not your problem. Give. Oh, Dora, build him my treasures in heaven. Oh, I'm building my treasures in heaven. Oh, I gave. Hey. Hey. Oh, my God. Are you building treasures in heaven or you are building 
here on earth. We are still building the temple, you see. We are still building the temple. We are still building the temple. Why? How do you say we are building the temple? It says in 1 Corinthians chapter, uh, chapter 6 that we are the temples. We are still building the temple. We are the temple. 619, please. Give me 619. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. We are still building the temple. For you are a temple. You are a temple if you know Jesus Christ. You are a temple. I'm a temple. The Holy Spirit is living in me. And this church will have to take care of the temple, you and I, by discipling you, by discipling me, by equipping the saints to go out. Because of it, so we do evangelism. We have to do welfare. We have to take care of all manners of things. We have to publish things that will help us learn. We have to keep up the light. We have to do this. We have to do that. We have to train people. We have to go and visit people. We have to do welfare. But all that takes money. So the temple is still being built. And when I was sick, I was in the garage. I was receiving people in my garage area. And one day I was walking. I lifted my eyes. And the ceiling, some rotten wood. And I said, oh, me, yeah, I should have some little money here. Let me use it to change the buttons here and all that. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, that church in Tatale North, he just called you a week ago. They've made a mad church and they need roofing. Aluminum, you are going to do your garage? You are going to do your what? You're going to do your what? Your garage. And there's no car in the garage. Oh, Holy Spirit, I beg you. I sent. Take it. I sent. Momo, Pastor Jacob, here. Roofing sheets, here. The Holy Spirit reminds. Hey, what am I doing? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't sit there. Don't build. Hmm. Hey, hey. So. There is nothing. Jesus said, store up treasures for yourself in heaven. Here, Charlie, don't go there. You go to heaven, you'll be surprised if you don't take care. And then, when we give it all, don't be tired eh? You are building, okay? <laughs> oh, none of our earthly possessions will be recognized in heaven. None of your earthly possessions will be recognized in heaven. That is why we can't take it with us. Ghana City in America ain't nothing. Um, so, this we are praying, and I'm encouraging us to give. I spent just a thousand plus, a little, to roof a church in Tamale. Perhaps there's somebody here. Somebody here who can, or a team of people, or four, four, can get together and say, we will take here and finish up. And finish up. Because the temple is still being built. People are still being taught. People are being discipled. People are being taken care of. Lights have to be paid. Sanitizers have to be paid for. Don't think of senior pastor. Think of the heavens. Hallelujah. And so at this time, so I have a very, very uh, rich friend and he has graciously decided to issue all of us a check. So, um, Ushers, quickly, quickly, quickly. Everybody gets a check. Very, very, the amount is astronomical. Check, this is free check. 
Ushers, quickly, everybody gets a copy, so just pass. Oh, yours is here. Here. You see how he's running for it? There's a check for you. A check for you. Everybody, hey, you've opened it already. Did I tell you to open it? Hey, the check is here. Now, if you already, your bank account is so hefty that you think, sir, you, you won't need it, but somebody else needs it, don't throw it away. Please, give it to somebody who is in need. And it tells you it's been endorsed, it's dated, there's not a problem about it, and how to cash it is written on the back of the check, so you can know how to cash it. So now, please, you can open your check. Open your envelope. I'm wanting to hear hallelujahs, hallelujahs. Hallelujahs. If you don't have the check, please lift your hand. And children, if you don't have it, if you get it and you don't know, let your mothers, your parents help you figure it out. Hey, it's been endorsed, though. This check, this check is worth more than your bank, anything you have. Eh? Uh -huh. It's from my bank, oh, the bank of heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, you're not excited. Yeah, now if the figure was, uh, what, senior pastor, what, 5,000 Ghana cities, uh, 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 dollars, maybe. If I find one of them on the floor at the close of service, I will pick it, I will lift it, ushers, you will give it to me. I will lift it to God and say, God, this, you know who dropped this. Father, deal with them wherever they are. <laughs> hey, now what am I talking, what, what's the problem? If you don't want it, give it to somebody, is what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, oh. You guys are too stiff. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Let us pray. Oh, mighty God. Oh, this world is not our home. We're just passing through. We are transients in this world. Father, we hold on to things so much like, oh, they mean everything. Yet, Father, when we die, we can't take it with us. And they left to rot. And even our families make a mess of them. But Father, oh God, help us to get David's mentality and his people. Help us to give it well and give it our all. Father, you have given us eternal life. Help us to store our treasures there like Jesus said. Oh Father, I thank you. I bless your holy name. And Lord, even as I have brought the word, help me to do my own talk. Help me to do my own talk. Help me to do my own talk. I thank you, and I bless your holy name. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Wow. Thank you. to him.
One of these words needs to be reaffirmed to the Lord. Oh, give me the last answer again. Master, can you do this affirmation? Master, you will keep me. By your grace divine, I'm always on the Lord's side. So we start from chosen to be a soldier in an alien land. I am chosen, I am called, and faithful in my captain's band. Let's, let's just personalize this for yourself. Let's take the first, those uh, chosen standard. Let's go back. Chosen to be a soldier. Let's go, let's go together. Your declaration before we just receive the benediction and go. I'm chosen to be a soldier in an alien land. I am chosen, I'm called, and I'll be faithful for our Christ, Captain's band. Go on, the next one. In the service loyal, I will not grow cold. I'll be right, I'll be loyal, I'll be noble, I'll be true and bold. Yes, is that your confirmation? Master, you will keep me. By your grace divine, I'm always on the Lord's side. Savior, always yours. This is our confession. This is our declaration. And Lord, we say you have called us. Not we who have called ourselves. And therefore you've heard our confession. Seal it in our hearts and let it ring in our minds. And cause our will to be aligned with your will. And therefore, beloved, the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his faith to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he who brought you here take you back safely. And may the entire week be lived in his presence. The soon coming king. To him alone be honor, majesty, dominion, now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy would follow you all the days of your life. And dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Thank you. God bless you.